Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, I let you bang I let you bang Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus! No for Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the funniest human being alive. And uh, a great guy, just a real, really great guy. Uh, McCorkle's one of those guys, man. Like a lot of times, I'm having problems uh, with my relationships or with what you know, my life. And I text McCorkle. Um, I get about 19 page text back, uh, to which I'm like, why did I text him? Uh, I wanted like a like a three sentence thing, but and he gives me every book to read, all his stuff about his relationship, saves his stuff. So uh, I appreciate this guy more than. More than most, man. He, he's a great guy. And he's a, he's a guy with character, too. Like, he's a guy with character. He lives by his own laws. Lives by his own means. Like, all, all these people that were like, look, I admit it. I wore a mask during COVID. I did it because I just didn't want to hear people complaining about me uh, and, and yelling at me and bitching at me. He never wore a mask. He's like, fuck it. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> not Who are you talking about? You. Oh, I was going to say, uh, my audio cut in when you said he's a great guy, but I was like, this dude sounds awesome, whoever he is. I'd like to be friends with him. And I'm talking about you. You're a guy who lives by your own rules. You're Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. You're like, fuck it. And, uh, and then I rub it in afterward when I'm right for years straight. I've got screenshots all over my phone of people saying... Uh, if you want, you care if we can even save one life, it's worth it. Everybody should wear a mask. And I'm like, really, do you drive more than 10 miles an hour? Because if you only drive 10 miles an hour everywhere you go, we could save one life, you know, like to everybody. So, <laughs> I remind them for years I was right. Oh, man. Um, but uh, great. You're like, I want to be friends with them. So, yeah. Meanwhile, Don Fry, who I also love. I fucking love Don Fry. I can't do the podcast Wednesday. That's when I do toxic masculinity, right? So we were going to do it. Tuesday, you have your therapy. Wednesday, we have Don couldn't do it. Thursday, I was traveling. And like, you know, you try and do a podcast when you're traveling. You don't know when your flight's going to get in. Especially with Spirit Airlines. It, it, it's a fucking crapshoot with that. So I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. so I'm like, all right, we'll do it Friday. And of course, Don doesn't show up. He probably <laughs> will show up in about 45 minutes. <laughs> I love that Don has a one podcast per day limit. Like, no, no, I do toxic masculinity for an hour that day, and I'm spent. But they were just talking literally before I got on here. I was trying to get my computer to load up, and they were just talking. I was watching Sean Strickland with that uh, – who's that Nina girl? Is that her name? Yeah, Nina? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, her and Sean Strickland were just talking about how awesome Don Fry was, like how the UFC was with, back in the day when men were men, when Don Fry – was running the show like that's what they said it was like uh yeah it came on right before i signed on here i was like that's awesome man like even even sean strickland who didn't take his first fight until 2014 or something or 15 uh you know knows about don for us send me that video of um which brennan Schaub. it's not gonna be the first video you sent me about brennan Schaub where you weren't like you know <laughs> seething or like i have to ignore some of these because i'm like i don't want to get into it i don't want to get negative i have enough negative in my life people send me shit anytime someone sends me like a shower video not you sean anybody else right. a shower video a matt rife video a video of like why is it i just write back 
He's hilarious. And by the way, Matt Reif is a funny guy. So, but I'm just like, I know they're baiting me. I know they're trying to get me annoyed. So I just write back, dude, this dude's great. He's so talented. And then uh, it just confuses people because I, I see the bubbles pop up, like they're ready to say something back. And then the bubbles are gone. That's right. the best. But people are like, uh, uh. So anyway, you sent me the video of Don Fry sparring with Dominic Cruz. And Dominic Cruz was saying how he showed, he's had two fights at that point. Right. <laughs> he walks in the gym and Fry's like, want to spar? And he's like, uh, okay. And then he takes two Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chews them up. And then uh, that's what uh, Dominic Cruz said. He thought he might have to start taking Vicodin too because he wanted to be like Don Fry. Like, I guess it's just what you do. You know? Oh, my God. And then he and then he, and then he head kicks them uh, when it was just boxing. <laughs> he throws right. Got to said you got to be ready for everything in this sport, <laughs> which is true. Matt Matrion was famous for that. He would head kick when you were boxing, like when you weren't like no no guard guards shoes on, whatever. Just all of a sudden, head kick you. Like, dude, what are you? Or knee it, throwing me in the clinch when you're boxing. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like that's a dude, wrestling started again, and I'm like, why am I coaching? I'm driving an hour. I don't get. I get paid nothing, but it, it becomes like they're not going to find anyone else that'll do it. And also, like, it is very spiritual, and I, I love giving back, and I bring my, my daughter. My daughter loves it. Now she's, like, doing the warm-ups. It was so funny because we were doing the warm-ups, and I'm like, all right, guys. And, of course, two kids show up, right? And then, like, ten just dwindling. It's two girls that show up. One <laughs> one wearing all jewelry, you know, necklaces, and I got to say, take those off. Socks, no wrestling shoes. So I'm like, all right, karaoke inside. You know what that means, right? Karaoke inside. No, it's basically like you're shuffling your feet back and forth like this. So I go karaoke inside, and my daughter goes in the middle and goes, let it go. Like, she's just doing karaoke. Right. That's what I would have thought. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> kid, kid is so uh, funny. Meanwhile, those kids love you, though, man. When I, a couple times I went and watched you coach, man. You could tell they, uh, they didn't really care much about wrestling. They were there for the entertainment, you know, or whatever. Like, they, they were. This, uh, this girl, like, and it's one of those things where this girl does not. I mean, she's pretty athletic. She was doing like handstands and stuff, you know, and like, uh, you know, but she just, when she gets taken down, she starts dying laughing. Like she thinks this is a complete, <laughs> she, she, she's never done anything contact. So at this point, it's like, how many practices can I get her to stay at before she quits? Hopefully right. she get over the hump. But she thinks this is a complete joke to her. And like, not even like in a bad way where she's not fucking around. She just doesn't care if she gets taken down. She right. literally just thinks this is the funniest thing in the world. So I don't know how funny it's going to be when we get into a match. She gets thrown on her head. But, <laughs> but, but right now in practice, it's just uh, – As long as she doesn't get hurt, it'll probably be fun for, funny for everybody watching until she gets hurt. And then, like, you know, like if a girl just laughs when she gets taken down, like, that's a good attitude. <laughs> Dude, we had, a, we, had a, we had a kid, like, being pinned, and the other kid was, like, basically, like – it's called a Saturday Night Ride – where it's like basically you're in a I, I don't know I guess I guess it's full guard and you got your your hooks in you know it's like you're, you're like great finding the legs and the kids on bottom going I did not consent to this. Kids <laughs> <laughs> are the best. Oh yeah, kids are funny. <laughs> so meanwhile, after you yet yeah, last week after the podcast, right? It was my I just talked about my bunny passing away. It was tragic. The kid told my daughter that he killed the bunny. Yada yada. Dude, my wife comes in. My cat died. We have we have we have three cats, and one of them we we got we got like about a couple months ago, and you just couldn't keep this cat inside. It would just wait on the ledge and just fly out. Anytime you forgot your keys, going back to the house, the cat. 
So we were letting it run outside because it was, it was always coming back, but it was just, I'm like, it's only a matter of time. Like, like we're doing everything to keep this cat inside water guns, you know, screaming. Oh, no, I've got a fucking air horn by the door. Just, Maybe Whatever. that's why it wants outside. If you're shooting with water guns and blowing an air horn and screaming at it, I would want to, I would want to leave too. Well, only when it's like by the door. I'm like, oh. so, so of course I'm trying to keep it inside. We get a text from a neighbor. I found your cat, right? Uh, where it was in the street. Do you want me to dispose of it? Or do you want to oh. do it? Right. I'm like, what, what kind of neighbor do I have? You know, like, like sounds like they took a hostage. Like, would you like it disposed of, or would you like to pay the ransom, dude? So I'm like, just leave it by the side of the house, you know. So then I, I gotta like bury, I gotta bury this cat, which is like I'm fucking bawling, you know, apologizing to this cat. Like, it's just the worst. It's the fucking worst, right? I'm putting it in a towel. So then my wife, you know, I'm crying, just fucking. And then my wife's like, okay, Adam, but a couple hours later, she's like. I got you something to make you feel better. I'm like, what? She gets me a cake with a cat on it. And I'm like, I'm not eating this fucking, like, why would you? She's like, look how cute it is. I, I go, throw this away. So now we're fighting. I'm like, I'm not eating this fucking cake. Like, there's no way I'm eating a cake with a cat on it. Like, we just, I just buried the cat. She's like, I just thought I was just trying to be nice and thought it would be sweet. And I'm like, like, I'm sure you was going to say that she got you another cat for <laughs> I got you something to make you feel better. Here's another rabbit. Like, <laughs> like something oh. to replace what you lost. Yeah, then we had to tell our kid. And, and I, I had a whole story that like the cat found its other owners before we had it. And they took it in and, and it's with his mom and dad. I was going to you know lie and tell my daughter the whole thing. But then we Googled it and said, don't do that. Because then the kid will have your daughter or son will have abandonment issues and think that all your pets are going to leave them. Right. Um, so <laughs> they just blame Jesus. That's what Jews normally do. <laughs> I would, I would, uh, dude, I, I'll tell you what, like, it's funny that you're trying to save cats. I like, I just walked outside this morning and my entire like driveway smells like cat piss and there's no cats around here. Um, but I was just sitting there thinking how I'm going to kill the cat when I find it, you know, like I was plotting how I'm going to kill this cat if I can figure out like where it's at. Oh, come on. I live out like in the middle of nowhere, but like my close neighbor's a couple hundred yards from me, you know, so there's, it's not anybody's cat in this area down here. So it's gotta be a wild cat, but it's, uh, you know, I've killed a couple groundhogs here recently. Like I, I shoot all kinds of stuff down here, man. If they, the groundhog made the mistake, I was letting the groundhog live until it chewed through my internet uh, cable and I had to get under a deck to fix it or whatever. And then when that happened, I was like, it's on. So I have like an assault rifle and I'm shooting out my back door at these groundhogs and my neighbor's house, like it's in kind of in that direction. So I had to call my neighbor and say, hey, if you hear gunshots near your house, it's not it's not aimed at your house. You know what I mean? Or whatever, like you're you're going to hear the noise because I'm shooting an AR-15, which is like a cannon, you know? Uh, when you shoot it, because uh, shotgun it doesn't have the range I needed on it. So anyway, uh, oh yeah, so I God. killed like three or four groundhogs and had to tell the neighbor, sorry about that if you think I'm not shooting at your house, unless it ricochets. Oh, uh, well, that's yeah. terrible. I, I Please don't kill this cat, Sean. Um, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it, so he's doing a good job. Maybe he went to live kill, with his parents. <laughs> please don't kill any groundhogs. Um, so then <laughs> then, then my, my wife, I forgot, I got her these tickets. First, we went to go see... Uh, we went to go see LL Cool J, which was awesome. He put on a great show, and uh, it was him and Rakim, or Rakim, and then it was it was all these great rappers from Salt and Pepper. Like Eric B wasn't there. And Eric B wasn't there. I thought uh, I thought Rakim didn't go anywhere without Eric B. That was my understanding in the eighties. <laughs> and my friend, it was funny because like 
they were like, all the ladies in the house say, ho, and fellas, make some noise, you know? And then they're like, nah, they're like, not, they're like, what is it? Like, uh, gender neutral. So I just kept going because it's like LA. Go through every, every possible gender. <laughs> all he, him, they. So, yeah. <laughs> it, just kept, it just kept going. Non-binary, where are you at? Like, it was just. <laughs> It was everyone looked confused. It was it was it was crazy. And then um, so then uh, what else happened? Uh, so and then I took my wife. I forgot. I took her to this. I thought it was gonna be like a a nice date where they have candlelights and then they have a musician, right? It's a candlelight dinner with Rihanna, but like an orchestra playing Rihanna, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or like or or all Beyonce or whatever. But it wasn't. It was like. They were on stage. It was like a three-piece, like people playing the violin and the cello. Three-piece symphony. <laughs> yeah, and then an hour of Rihanna, and I'm like, I feel like I was in an elevator for a fucking hour, right? That's that's amazing. <laughs> and then, came up with that idea and candles everywhere, right? You know? So I'm sitting there, and all these like nerdy couples are like, you know, and and I'm sitting there uh, doing the most inappropriate shit because I can't sit still during this. So right. I like put my jacket over my lap and take my wife's hand to try to get a hand job. And she's like, Will you fuck? You know, she's, she's like, What do you, what do you do? <laughs> Dude, you got to get out of LA. I don't know when the last time you spent an extended period outside of LA. Uh, but if you did, I don't think you would go back. Like if you could spend them, hey, maybe you should move to Texas. Uh, you and Brendan Shaw, because that's all he, you know, Brendan Shaw is wearing a hat with Texas on it now. Oh, and I DM'd him and I said, dude, you, you got a Texas tattoo. You keep mentioning Texas. You keep flying Texas. Joe Rogan is not going to invite you to move. Back. I guess it's Rogan's backyard happen. opened up or something. Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, no. He, yeah, he's like, uh, he thinks that uh, he tries to bring up Texas. Man, I've always wanted to live here. Every time he like talks to Rogan, Rogan's like, cool, but you got to hold down the fort in LA. Don't forget. We need, we need somebody to hold down the fort there at the comedy store. Is that what he says? <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> Dude. I heard that. Uh, yeah, I was heard that when he keeps talking about moving to Texas, that he got told he has to hold down the fort in uh, in L.A. for the Death Squad or whatever they, whatever those idiots call themselves. Dude, in L.A., by the way, they have these things where they have dining in the dark, right? Like this, I, I belong to this newsletter where you can go on a date, but there's no light, so you don't even know what you're, you don't <laughs> so know. Rihanna what music without candles. But you don't know what That's you're fun. eating. You don't know it's what you're eating. Same, it's the same group of people. They just blow the candles out. Like it seems familiar. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm like I just we used to call this not paying the electric bill. Right. You, you don't know what you're eating. People hit it just getting rid of food that no one wants to eat. Uh, so uh, yeah, dude, this is a, anyway. So uh, did you? I can't like, even. I can't even eat after myself. I can't imagine just trusting somebody like putting whatever it is. Like when I drink out of a glass, I turn it a little bit each way, so I never drink after myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm drinking from a bottle, a bottle of water, I have to like pour it in my mouth because I don't want to drink after myself because I'm nuts. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like I really, uh, I can't imagine just trusting somebody. That's what every, my like uh, fiance, anytime she'll be like, uh, hey, try this. And I look down, I'm like, not now, I'm good. How are you a germaphobe when you took 10 different kinds of steroids? Oh, they're not, steroids are clean for the most part, I think. But uh, yeah, no, I did, I did one time uh, take HGH and got an infection uh, at the injection spots. I didn't wipe it off with an alcohol swab because done it a million times. I thought, what are the chances I'll get infected this time? Turns out it did. So I had to go to the hospital and I was trying to come up with a reason why I had this injection site that was swelling, you know, because they're like, who shoots heroin into their stomach? You know, like they're like, you know, like, like they're still like trying to say, well, what happened here? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, you know, kind of been inflamed. 
I don't know why I'm holding 30 pounds of water, but I have, I have a suspicion, you know, like it was, uh, cause I started holding water like crazy, like seriously, like 30 pounds of water over a two day span. And I was like, this isn't good, but it turns out it was some sort of infection, I guess. But doctors have a hard time when you're not honest with them to like diagnosing what the problem is. Cause they're like, well, is this like, and I was like, well, I think I took some H HCG there uh, not long ago. They're like, you think? Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I was like, yeah, I think a couple weeks ago. They're like, well, the infection would have been gone by now. I'm like, hey, maybe it was yesterday like that I took it. I don't, I don't uh, know. Like it was, uh, I felt so dumb. But yeah, they uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on. So they just gave me a diuretic and had me leave. So Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am. Okay. And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Now, number two, number one, it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook and I ruin the meals, but I want to make sure that I'm eating well and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with factor. All you gotta do is heat and enjoy, and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving that's 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 nothing that's you burn that off i don't know jogging all right you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer i do i'll try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein hell yeah get get rough look, look at these guns people all right so check it out check out factor Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out Factor right now. Did it work? Uh, yeah, I mean, the water came off and I guess I just quit taking HGA. Just last time I ever took it because I was like, I just, that, something's not right. Of course, I was taking three times the amount you're supposed to take two trying to heal my back. That's the thing. Like, when I came Vitor up was taking, when, remember when Vitor was like a video game, Vitor Belfort? Yeah. Like, yeah. like literally doing spin kicks that you've never seen before on everybody. And they're yeah. taking 18 times the size of what you're supposed to take. And uh, yeah, well, what was crazy is when they tested him when he was clean from steroids, he still had his testosterone level was three times that of a kid that was 18 years old or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was still crazy high, like more than they would ever. Normal testosterone for male is say is 450 to 850. If you're a healthy male, 30 years old, let's say, um, and it decreases as you get older. But so like mine, the last time I went was 47. And they were like, well, this isn't good. And I'm like, well, you you won't give me enough testosterone because wait, 47 out of 1200? Yeah. So I like if, if you're if you're a healthy male, it should be like 850 to a thousand, let's say, right? When you're younger. Mine was only 47, and that's with me taking testosterone. And they're like, like, this isn't good. And I'm like, well, you guys, they cut me. It's a long story. They cut me off on some of the testosterone because my red blood cell count was too high. And I'm like, well, that doesn't isn't necessarily the testosterone, you know. 
but they, uh, yeah, so they're, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. But yeah, even when Vidor was somehow testing clean, he still had three. I mean, there's no way. No one has testosterone like that naturally, you know? So, yeah. uh, but uh, but he was still, uh, that's when he was, I'm sure he just had a chemist in, in Brazil doing, you know, cleaning his blood somehow or his pee or whatever, doing something to mask it. But uh, yeah, he was still, when he fought Weidman, he tested negative for everything, but he still had an 1800 level, you know, which is more than you would ever have at any point in your life naturally. But yeah, he was awesome. When he felt, uh, who was it, Luke Rockhold? He hit with that spinning kick or whatever. He was, you know, what's crazy is how easily John Jones beat him when he was that beetle. You know what I mean? Like he was that level of fighter and then John Jones still beat him like it was nothing. You know what I mean? Just went out and just beat him real fast, you know? With, besides the arm bar, I guess the arm, arm, bar. arm bar was pretty close. So, uh, so I don't know if you know about Dylan Dennis. So I guess he got he has a restraining order now. Right. Uh, that'll be his way order. out. That, that'll be his way out of the fight. Oh, I can't fight. Restraining order. Yeah. Right, so he's not allowed to tweet, and they say he's being charged one hundred fifty thousand dollars per tweet, which is considered um, harassment. That's a um, that's a very arbitrary, strange number. Like that's it. Stand six feet away from other people, and it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars per tweet. They just make it up. But he keeps going. He keeps right. going, and and he keeps putting it. And some of them are fucking hilarious. Uh, they're funny. I mean, you're kind of like at a certain point, you do kind of feel well. You're just like, man, this poor girl. I, but also, how is he getting her Snapchat? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what my understanding is that he's only posting things she's already posted. That's what somebody said. So how right. can you get in trouble? I got I got felony charges for harassment via computer network for making fun of a guy on Facebook that Jesse Parsley did for yeah. making fun of him on Facebook. I'm like, you that's a felony to make fun of someone on my private Facebook, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like that's not it was all true. I was posting like reviews of his business that people posted. Like it's all stuff that's true about him. Pictures of him with his shirt off, like and saying he looks like David Beckham. Like, you know, like in the, yeah, they finally cost me $5,000 for an attorney, man, to get out of it. it was, was there crazy. any chance this guy loses this, this case or no? I, I can't, a, I can't even imagine. I can't, I didn't know. I mean, I don't know how they're going to legislate being mean on the internet, but it's, uh, I mean, in that case, everyone's going to go to jail, you know what I mean? Cause everybody's uh, you right. know, they're, you see they're putting people, they're putting journalists, they're charging them now. The guy, uh, some guy that works for Alex Jones, that's loosely on the term journalist, but they're charging him for comments he made about January 6th now. They just filed felony criminal charges uh, for him. Things he said after January 6th about the event, saying it was it could be a good thing in the long run to wake the government up. And now they, they felt they there filed There's so many people charges. out there that are like, I mean, a guy literally, literally drove it in my house, drunk yeah. driving, hit two people, and they can't find him. Like they can, no. they can find them. If he yeah, was at the Capitol on January twenty or January sixth, they found him by now. Did you see the girl? They just saw the headline on my news, the New York Post. First thing on what came up when I clicked on today. There's a there's a lady that's a congresswoman that was real big on defund the police. She just got carjacked in front of her two kids, you know, and beat up and stuff. And now she's on there saying, "We need to put the next time you think about releasing juveniles early, remember me." Like put her bloody face picture on there, whatever. And everybody's just. Yeah, her man. I thought you wanted to defund the police. Maybe you should call a social worker next time you get carjacked. You know, they're all they're all saying that. But yeah, once you've been victimized, it's different. You know, it, it, when it's uh, it's like all the people that want the open borders. We can we can take them all. Well, are you letting them move in your house? Because I don't think I don't see you opening the door to move in your house. You know what I mean? Like it's all they they could live it. Like New York, you know, strong. Did you see the governor of New York said or mayor said we can't take all these. Um, illegal migrants, or we've already got a hundred thousand this year so far, and they're like, dude, you're the one that wanted open borders. Like, you know, like what are you what are you talking about? Like, yeah, uh -huh. dude, one million percent. Um, now, did you see this documentary called BS High? Uh no. Oh my god, Sean. I don't know if you have HBO Max or how you get this. Uh this probably. guy <laughs> started a fake football team, right? So th this 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 guy. <laughs> 
He went, where was he? He was in, uh, I think, Ohio. And he started a fake school, right? He, he got money. He was going to try to get a real school. He lost funding. So he brought in all these players from, that were either like a lot of them graduated. One of them was 23. One of them was right. 19, like 20. And he had them allegedly go to class. None of them went to class, right? right. And, and then he was their coach, right? He was their football coach. And he gave them a schedule. And he and he lied to a lot of their parents saying, I'm gonna get you into this D1 school, that D2. He ended up, they ended up on ESPN playing the number one team like in the high school. They got this shit beaten out of them. Like none of them knew any plays. They said he was getting his plays off Madden, right? Like he was right. like Madden. He took fantasy football to a whole nother level. <laughs> he just he just had a fantasy life going on. That's but then awesome. they investigated him, right? And he was like, I didn't break any rules, but like. Yeah, because there was no rule saying you couldn't start a fake school. And then he said it was right. a, he said it was a religious school, right? But so that's how he kind of got around it. But he also <laughs> took, he also took loans out of all their names. Every kid he took a thirty thousand dollar loan, like a PPL loan, on every kid. Yeah, the guy was the this guy is the biggest scumbag I've ever seen. But you're just like he's like, look, I don't. He goes, I'm the most honest liar you'll ever meet because I'll tell you when I'm lying to you. Like he's <laughs> there's something wrong with him. But you got right. a documentary. Hold I do. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we actually I'm usually glad when you tell me about stuff because like you're my you're my like uh I guess my the guy who tells me what's going on in pop culture because I never know whatever you call that. But BS you're one talking about the island boys. I had never heard of them until you mentioned them, and now all I see is island boy stuff. Um they're apparently making out with each other now on um <laughs> they are doing that. Yeah, they're <laughs> making out with each other, two twin brothers on OnlyFans. Like, dude, that's, I don't know, that's, that's kind of hitting the bottom of the barrel. I mean, I thought singing in a jacuzzi rapping was the lowest they could go, but it turns out they could go even lower, man. That's uh... disgusting. But now they're saying they might not even be brothers. They might just look alike. Yeah. Like... <laughs> they might not be identical twin brothers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This world, man, I don't know, stuff like that, we joke about it, but it actually depresses me sometimes when I read stuff like that. Like, what is this coming to, man? Like, no, I is... saw that you wrote to Adam 22, you all need Jesus. Like, you all <laughs> Oh yeah, man, that dude's a weirdo. That uh, but yeah. dude, BS high. I've never. It's something that almost you would do, except for all the shady shit that he didn't. But starting right. your own high school, he found every loophole, like to start. His, but one kid was twenty three years old. Like the kid was, right. 20, he was already in like a junior college playing football. <laughs> and then right. He, they're like, because they said in the huddle, they were like, these kids are only sixteen. We're gonna fucking kill these kids. <laughs> like. I heard they recruited Brendan Shaw because they found out he didn't play in college or the NFL anyway, so they no one would know the difference, uh, despite dude, what he says. I've ne dude, I've never seen a I've never seen a show like this. It happened like during COVID. I can't believe like they let all the kids do whatever the fuck. That's even want. more impressive that they got to play football during COVID than <laughs> the team didn't exist to begin with. That's a, no I don't know how about how do you hear about the stuff and I never do. Like that sounds amazing. Like if I if I was reading the the synopsis on, I'd be like, I want to watch that right now. But like it, I don't ever. I feel bad though because one kid tweeted out like he was homeless. The twenty three year old is like he's like a rapper now. And he's living right. out of his car naturally, and he's all sad because the kids. One kid, the quarterback. Even though he lost 55 to nothing, he was actually a decent quarterback. He just had no line or they didn't know any plays. They was just they right. took kids that never that were played football, but they didn't they had no structure. Like they were right. but he um he actually got into a, a good school. I think it was like Morehouse or some school, but then they found out he went to BS High and then he, right. lost, he lost his scholarship. So <laughs> what a what a terrible thing to have on your resume. <laughs> Oh, wait, you graduated from BS High? Okay. They didn't have one graduate. They were in existence for three years. And oh, they didn't have one kid graduate. 
um, the guy just started his own school. I, I couldn't believe it. But he was just, he, he had the whole team going to hotels. And then they would like rack up a bill of like 50 grand. And then he would just move them all out in the middle of the night. After well, like second what month. What was his end game? Do you know what? Did he ever say what his, what was his long-term end game was, was if they were good enough to get on ESPN, eventually they would get sponsors and he'd be able to have their own school. And nobody would ever question their history at all. No one would ever say like, this uh, top flight quarterback, he is 28 years old. And uh, like, you know, like that's going to be an issue with college, but it's a. <laughs> the announcers were like, what are they feeding these kids? <laughs> It's like fucking tackling, but they're losing every game. They're not good. I mean, I think they probably could have been good had they had real coaches, but but they just let them do whatever they want in practice. They they had, but they were all flexing and putting their shit on Instagram like they were gonna win, thinking no one was gonna know. Like that kid graduated nine years ago. Like what is going on? People are people are so awesome, man. It's a. You always got to wonder what they're thinking while they're doing it. Like, hey, how does this end? You know, like what it like it's like, it, you know, what's amazing is the person who, you know, I told you I had a chance to do some commercial stuff for um, what's a progressive insurance. Yeah, Whoever yeah. Had both. And I, I was like, I, I told the guy setting it up. I said, listen, you're going to read about me for two minutes on the Internet. Your legal department's going to shut it down. They're not going to let me do anything. You got to wonder who at ESPN when they went to televise that game. Someone's job was probably to verify that that school existed. Somewhere at ESPN, somebody's like, hey, we better just make sure that this guy didn't just make this up. You know, so can you imagine being whoever's in charge of production? They play the number one school. They play like an all prep school, like a right. school that like, like is sponsored by Nike or something. Right. And they got on ESPN. Then he goes, well, no one else wanted to play them. So I'm like, we're going to, dude, it was like 42 to nothing at halftime. And they were on that. They had already gone through like three quarterbacks, right? And a couple of people they were putting in weren't even on the roster. Like they were just like they were like, "Well, this guy's playing quarterback." They had him as a safety. They had the same. He had the same qualifications as the first string quarterback. Like he's also he's also not a high school uh, football player. Like it's a yeah. They were eventually they were like, "This is an embarrassment to Ohio football." Like they're just. It just kept going. It's it's the greatest documentary I've, I've ever seen. It's so fucked up, and you end up feeling for all these kids. At the same time, if I'm a 23-year-old playing like, Yeah, feel for all these men. It's hard to feel bad for the, the kid in a way because you're like, well, you were 23 playing right. high school football, you know, so. We had it. My school I went to, man, it was kind of sad, but it's funny, too. We had this kid, I won't say his name, but he played high school basketball for seven years, and they're like, hey – did you hear this kid? Let's call him Kevin. Uh, did you hear Kevin Jones uh, just beat your record for career scoring? I'm like, well, I hope so. In his seventh season playing basketball there, they're like, oh, no, because he was like 14 in seventh grade. And so he played on the varsity team in seventh grade. And I was like, that's not that impressive if you're already 14. But, yeah, he graduated like at 23. He's dead now. But um, oh, that's horrible. he died of old age. No, he uh, – how no, he did uh but that's what they're saying yeah he just scored 50 in a game that night he beat your high score thing i'm like well he had 190 chances to do it i bet he should have beat me at some point you know like Dude, you know. My, my high school the same shit happened like you know i went to that boarding school for like troubled kids yada yada and uh, our yeah. teams were really good until the they, they started the conference whatever because half the team was ineligible because they were like 20 yeah. they're like that's 20 when, when i played college basketball I went to a junior college for the first year and a half but I, there was 22 players on the team when I got there, and there's only 12 scholarships. And I was like, I was like, dude, why is there 22 people on this team? They said because half of them won't be eligible by Christmas. And I thought it was a joke. I started laughing, dude. By Christmas, we had 10 players left of the 22 that were still eligible to play. So it was like, uh, was the grades? 
just grades or quitting or getting arrested or their probation off. I mean, when I went to the school, it was funny. They had like four players on the team of the final 10 that were still meeting with their probation officers during study hall. And uh, we asked this one guy, his name was Devon with no E. He's the one I told you about. It's D-V-O-N. And his parents obviously forgot. So he put an apostrophe between them, uh, between the D and the V on his own. But he, uh, yeah, he was, I was like, Vince, you got a probation officer? I said, what'd you do? He said, oh, I shot two people when I was 12. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I thought he was just full of it. And I looked it up. This is in the early days of the internet, but I looked up his name. It's not, not too hard to find a Devon, D-V-O-N, from Philadelphia, you know. Actually, it turns out it is. No, but um, I looked it up, and sure enough, he would had murdered or killed, shot two people when he was like 12 years old because we all thought he was lying, you know. But uh, there were several guys that had, uh, you know, like rape charges or sexual assault, all kind of stuff on my team. And I uh, told the coach, I said, this is awesome. I have to run three miles tomorrow because one of our teammates didn't show up for class. But it's no problem that during study hall, when I have to be there, even though I have a 3.5 GPA, you make me go to required study hall. But this guy meets with his probation officer during study hall and he doesn't have to make up that time. You know what I mean? But I have to. I have I, to my friend, it. my friend, Tim McMahon, who, uh, who now works for ESPN, we went to high school together. And he was a really great basketball player, but he said he quit in college because he said that they would they had these like recruits. I don't know they were they were they were from, but these like uh they were black and they were awesome. And he said that the guy in practice dunked on him, and then the coach yelled at him for almost hurting the guy while he was getting, right. while he was getting dunked on. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's a, he's like, fuck this. Like, you know, I almost beat up my coach my sophomore year. I almost beat him up and like really almost beat him up. And then later on with the trail Spreewell attacked his coach. Uh, yeah. He attacked PJ Carlesimo a couple years later. I choking him, right? Huh? Did he choke him? Yeah, I started choking him. He had a black eye. The best was seeing PJ Carlesimo sitting there with a black eye, like a little kid that had been bullied at school. But I guess he had been riding with Trell Spreewell nonstop, just mouthing off. And the Trell Spreewell was like, dude, I'm a grown man talking to me like a grown man. I'm a millionaire. You know what I mean? At least until I'm done playing basketball. Um, but he's like, dude, you're not going to talk. He told him repeatedly, you're not going to talk to me like that. Because he was a college coach that got brought in. And those college coaches, my coach called me a pussy one time during practice. And I stopped and turned and looked at him and started walking toward him. I was going to, dude, I was going to knock his ass out. Like, I, I wasn't, you ain't talking to me like that. Especially there was like 30 people they're watching like an open practice so like media people and you know some of the people in the town that were boosters or whatever there and he's going to call me a pussy because i got stitches torn out of my eye someone's fingernail i had you know i was at practice i almost swollen shut someone's went to smack the ball and it pulled like three or four stitches out of my eye like ripped them out so i mean it's pretty hard to rip stitches out man you know yeah. with a fingernail. and so i like turned my head my eyes like ah you know because he poked me in the eye too and he was like oh you guys go down let's start on the other end since mccork wants to be a pussy and like when he said that i snapped dude and so the consistent coaches game is like, good, I'm glad you're mad. I want you to be mad. I was like, that's what you think, because I can hold a grudge. You know what I mean? And uh, so I went after him. I was ready. And I told the assistant coaches, because they're kind of like the intermediary between you and the head coach. I said, if he ever says anything like that to me again, you know, I'm going to do that. And then when I saw what happened to Latrell Spree, well, obviously he was far more famous than me. But the beating I would have given the coach would have been way worse than what he did to P.J. Carlesimo. But I was glad I didn't because I saw how everybody went after Latrell Spreewell. And I was like, dude, I completely understand. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know exactly what it's like to have somebody run their mouth to you and thinking that you're their bitch just because they're, you know. They're By the way, you were talking about that, uh, the names. Um, you ever see that, that Key and Peele sketch? It's like the what? funniest sketch, Key and Peele. Oh, I know who they are, but no, I haven't. What, what's, oh, what's the sketch? I'll send it to you. He guys like, he goes to this like suburban, he's a, he's a teacher. And he's like, I'm a school teacher. And he starts reading off names. And he's oh, like, where he reads the, yeah. Like, be, be rad. Alone. Be yeah. rad. The guy's like, it's Brad. And he's like, right. you try to be. And he fucking yells at the guy. Like, yeah, when I saw that, I loved it. I didn't know who those, uh, I didn't know who those guys were. I didn't even, I'd never even heard of that show when I saw that, but I loved it. And then 
They got a couple funny ones, man. He's the one that makes those. Other, he's that makes those real terrible horror movies with African Americans, right? And he had the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I, well, I, have, I haven't seen any of the movies. Like, I can't tell if they're horrible, but yeah. So, uh, by the way, did you see Dana White talking about Bellator? Yeah, <laughs> the best is when they told him it was five hundred million dollars was the asking price. It's like sold. Like he was. <laughs> Dana White. Uh, yeah, I actually texted Dana. I texted him after that. I go, "Can I borrow five hundred million dollars to buy Bellator?" <laughs> See what he said. He goes, "Sounds like a fucking great idea." That's what he yeah, saying. he gets so mad, man. He cracks me up. He that tough enough to hold a grudge. He's the real life Terry Silver, dude. He'll get back at you years later, you know. But like just him getting annoyed at these questions, like look, I feel like that could be a, its own show. Like, dude, it's, it's like, that's the only reason I watch it. When he when he gets mad, it's the funniest thing ever. Um, so in case you guys are does the UC expressed any interest in possibly buying out Bellator? Why? On God's green earth, <laughs> would anybody buy Bellator? So when we were just talking about business and making the right moves and making right decisions, there's been lots of bad ones. Bellator <laughs> would be one of the biggest. <laughs> Why anybody would buy Bellator is beside him. But, hey, I know. Sit back and see how this plays out. I'm excited. Did you see the price point was $500 million for, Bell for did, Bellator? Did, did I say what? There was a price point of $500 million for Bellator. Yeah, to get clarification. Bellator is five hundred million dollars. Awesome! Sounds like a sounds like a steal. <laughs> sounds like a steal. <laughs> Dude, him getting. I like how they went from Dana White. He turned into Antoine Levey when they mentioned Bellator. Did you see his face? <laughs> like he turned straight rage and evil. Like when they said Bellator, uh, when he used to call it Bjorn Bjork, that used to kill me because I hated I hated Bjorn Rebby. That dude is such a dick, man. I fought for them one time. And they try to say they weren't going to pay me my full purse because I didn't sell enough tickets. I was like, dude, am I fighting at the local eight-second saloon here? Like, uh, like, I'm fighting in a big arena, you know what I mean, or whatever, or a casino, big theater or whatever. I'm like, I didn't sell enough tickets. Like, I'm not a, you know, they're only paying me $3,000, you know, are we able to fight? And they said I could pick my opponent as long as he had a winning record. So I pick a guy who's 19 and 8. He was on an 11 fight losing streak, but he was 19 and 8. And uh, he, um, or I guess he was, he was eight fight losing streak. I don't know. Um, but he, um, they were mad that I beat him in 45 seconds with the reverse Steiner recliner. Like I actually pulled off the Steiner recliner move. I like ended up with a knee in his back. He was turned off fours. I flattened him out, got a knee in his back and just cross faced him and like cranked his neck. So oh, wow. Tom did to me. So it actually really works. Cause I told Tom, I sucked at the rear naked chokes. He's like, don't choke him. Just cross face. And I was like, what do you mean? He sh showed me obviously, cause that's what Tom does. But uh, yeah, he got me on my back and then he just showed me this neck crank from the back. Where it's kind of like what Khabib did to Connor, similar to that. You know, where it's not a yeah, choke, yeah, yeah. it's smashing their face. But um, did you know it was a standard recliner? Did you know that was the move? Uh, no, but that's what they said. Like on on Bellator, it was so funny because I was the biggest name on the card, which isn't saying much at the time. But I was the biggest name on the card, and they put my fight on SpikeTV.com because they didn't want to. Bjorn said he doesn't like UFC rejects. Like I found that out later. And uh, my agent told me, make sure you thank him. He's a real prick, but make sure you thank him afterwards for the opportunity. He was the one who, they called me on 20 days notice and they wanted to know if I could make 265. I was like, dude, not on 20 days notice. They're like, well, what can you make? And I was like, I could do maybe 280. Cause at the time I was like 310. I said, maybe 280. And they were like, okay, well, we'll do it at 280. It's fine to catch weight. And Bjorn was, or Bjork, whatever, was so upset that I didn't want to make 265. I'm like, dude, it's just too much you know like 45 pounds is too much in 19 days it's just yeah, too much yeah, yeah. and um 
I um, so I ended up my back. That's when I started having back trouble. My, I hurt my back like the first day of training or the first day of getting in shape. So all I could do was diet during that time. I couldn't do any training at all. So uh, it was hard to get the weight off, you know, coming up. And that's when I lost 23 pounds in the final like 18 hours to make it. How but I got up there. I got on the scale with my underwear that were still wet from sweating. And I was at 280.4. So I was 0.4 pounds. And uh, they said, uh, okay, that's, you know, I said, I figured that was good enough because on a regular scale, that sliding scale, they would just say, yeah, you're cool. Like yeah. UFC or whatever. But uh, Bjork is like, no, you've got to make the weight. And I was like, I got to take off my underwear in front of these 12 people at the press conference. <laughs> There was more than that. There's probably 100 people there. I said, I got to take off my underwear. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? And so that's after I thought I'd already made weight. I stepped down. But my opponent said, I told my opponent I'd give him 300 bucks if he just didn't complain about the weight. I said, I don't want to take off all my clothes in front of these people. You know what I mean? So I got to get back up there. They hold up a little hand towel to try to cover me. I take my underwear off. I stand there. They drop the hand towel. Like it drops down. So I'm just standing there with my hands over my D, like standing like that up there in front of everybody. I was just like, dude, this is going to be on the internet somewhere for sure. You know what I mean? Someone's going to get a picture of this. So I'm standing there and I made it. I looked over. I said, are you happy? Like to Bjorn, right. you know, like I made it. Cause it was like, I was getting ready to drink a Pedialyte. And they said, no, no. He said, you have to make it. And I was like, I did make it. They're like, no, he what said, if, you have if he was to like, it. no. And you had a boner. You're like, well, I am. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's like, that's yeah. It was the worst man. But uh, afterward um, I told him, Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity. He goes, yep. Like as I walked by him or whatever. Uh, and I was like, dude, Right. Could, that dude sucks. I still talk shit to him on Bell, like on Twitter, but he doesn't ever respond because he hasn't been on there in seven or eight years. But I still try to get a hold of him, just telling him he sucks. Like, hey, how's that? Uh, how's that union coming that you put together? That's a uh, fighters union, you know? Like he uh, he sucks. That dude sucks, man. Yeah, well, when, he, when they cut Ben Askren for being too boring, I was like, dude, what, what do you guys? Yeah, doing? well, it's funny is it was all personal with him since the UFC didn't want him. Well, Bellator doesn't want him then, you know? Like, and then. The funny thing was he would do that. He wouldn't take a guy the UFC cut, like uh, what was the guy, Ben Saunders. He didn't want him when the UFC cut him, and the UFC turned around and re-signed him six months later, and then the Belter found out they were re-signing. They're calling, hey, we'll give you a contract. Like anybody, if the UFC wanted him, he wanted him. If they didn't want him, it didn't matter who it was. If the yeah. UFC didn't want him, he didn't want him, but he doesn't want to – he doesn't like the UFC rejects. When he said that, I, I told the guy that said that, yeah, Bjorn says he doesn't like UFC rejects. I said, I will beat any heavyweight on his roster except – the Cole Conrad guy, which I couldn't out-wrestle him, but I was like, who else do they have? They've got nobody. The fact that Cole, they let Cole Conrad, who could have been the best heavyweight of all time, they, they yeah. let him just go, because, and now he's selling milk. Right. Well, they were, yeah, they, they only had him fight, because their tournament, they were so set on that stupid tournament format, dude. Like, that was the way it was going to be, no matter what. And then they didn't have enough fights to put tournaments on, so you had to wait three years between fights, you know? But I actually told Bellator I would fight for them for $3,000 a fight, on an eight fight deal, if I could choose the opponents, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I could not choose, but if I had veto power over it, where they're not going to try to bring in a killer, you know, I said, I'll do like eight fight deal with you guys, but I want to fight like five times a year, six times a year, you know? And they were like, uh, they were like, no, we're not going to do that. And I'm like, I'm not worth 4,000 a fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get, cause I just want to go on a long winning streak, you know, to try to get back in UFC. I but. mean, Bellator, the only thing that they have, I mean, PFL might be worse as far as like what they're spending versus right. how they promote it. I mean, they're just throwing money away. I mean, they're just throwing. Right. I've never seen anyone just throw. We're signing this person, signing that person. We're doing. And then it's. I, like, I keep trying to figure out how I can be part of the, the group receiving that money. Like, how, how can I get in on, you know what I mean? Like, the some of that stuff is. They said, I guess it's Middle Eastern money, they said, right? Which I had a lot of guys fight in Dubai, and they told me, you want, you want to fight in Dubai if you can, or one of those Saudi Arabian things, because they might give you a Ferrari or a, a Rolex that's worth, they said, like, one of the fighters told me he left there with two Rolexes worth, like, 40 grand, and he just turned around and sold the, his purse was 3000 for fighting, but he got $40,000 in Rolexes, you know, or whatever, so he sold those, and 
I like made it, but I was, uh, yeah, I tried hard to fight over there in Dubai, and I tried a couple different times. I'm actually going over there in November. Me and Russell Peters are going on tour. And, uh, are you really? We're going to Saudi Arabia, awesome, Kuwait. Uh, we're going to, uh, yeah, I just found out about it like last week. I'm so excited about it. We're going. What's up, people? Listen, today we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, I'm not talking about a baby, although that's adorable. We're talking about your baby makers. Boom. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensible skin. Trust me. And they deserve products not only skin safe, but also with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com. And use the code MMAROASTED for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, Manscaped, I used to have the, the hairiest nuts. It was, it was, it was rough. I mean, girls would go down there, they would choke. Okay. I, I, one time I had to go to the hospital. It was just ugh, nothing worse than, you know, in the middle of a, of a BJ, having a, a girl having to like go up and go whoa, 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 and start ripping out hair. It, it's not good. It, it's, it's bad. It, it, it happens to the best of us. Okay. Some of you, uh, Friends may be Armenian or Italian or just, just hairier people, all right? Maybe not. But the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all, and that's you, okay? They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. We're all about elite, okay? The lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature Propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts or delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof. You can shave with less mess. Trust me, you don't want nose hairs and ear hairs. It's not good. Okay. You want to get laid? You want to have fun? You want to relax? Check it out. Go to uh, the Platinum Package 4.0. They cover all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off and free shipping. With the, pre, with the promo code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMAROASTED. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So check it out and enjoy everything. Where's Russell Peters from originally? Is he is from India? Is that where he's from? India, but he grew up in Canada. I mean, not him, but his family, uh, I guess. India, but he, he grew up in, in, uh, in, in Vancouver. So, uh, so that, yeah, we got, we're doing, um, we're doing Egypt and uh, Madagascar. Um, not not Madagascar. Uh, uh, I forgot what we're doing. Um, we're doing a bunch of places, crazy places. He always seemed like a genuinely nice guy, man. I don't know who he is, but he seemed like a like he didn't go Hollywood like everybody else when they get famous. Hundred percent. A Casablanca. We're doing so excited about that. Um, by I don't the know way, what that is, but it sounds like a Humphrey Bogart movie. <laughs> it is. Is it okay? That's I was gonna say that just sounds like something Humphrey Bogart would be in. It is, it is a hundred hundred percent. So um you watched the fights last week at all? Believe it or not, I did watch some of it, although I turned it off before the main event. I um uh, I watched Rose's fight. Um I may be wrong, but I thought that I don't know, I thought that fight was a lot closer than they said, man. I, I thought I Rose know. won. What? I was watching, I thought she won two to one, like on the rounds, but I was like, maybe I'm maybe I'm confused, you know what I mean, or whatever. But I thought, yeah, I thought it. He dropped she her. To be the aggressor. She, she definitely dropped her in one round. I mean, yeah, she, and she she chased her the whole fight. You know what I mean? And it's a uh, the other girl looked like her shots were harder, but that's only because they were so much more exaggerated. Like if you're throwing punches, like blah, blah, like going crazy, it looks harder. But you know, she wasn't last landed the cleaner. I 100 thought Rose won, and I'm like, maybe 
it, I was confused. I was very Yeah, confused. I thought it was just me. I'm glad you did, too, because I thought – I didn't want to say that because I figured everybody would be like, watch it again, dickhead, like if I said it online. But I was like – when they said 30-27, I thought, damn, did they – they gave all three to Rose? Like when the first judge's scorecard said 30-27? Because I thought she won two to one. Like No, and then I said that uh, Pat drove over there via ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, God, Pat Barry's always been so nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I liked Pat a lot until he didn't return my text three times in a row or my messages. And then now I have a grudge against him too, that I'll someday I'll have a chance someday to help Pat Barry out. And I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to help him. When, uh, you think it's the same number? Maybe his number? Yeah, no, dude, I saw him. He got, I got poked in the eye in a fight in Japan. I didn't have insurance. They weren't going to pay for it. He got poked in the eye like two months later, had the exact same symptoms as me. I saw him in an interview saying, when I look up, I get double vision. It hurts here. It does this. And I texted him. I said, dude, can you please tell me what your doctor says? Because I don't want to pay for a specialist appointment. But the same thing is wrong with my eye. Like everything you're saying on symptoms. And I said, I don't have insurance. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll let you know. So he doesn't do it. I text him back. Hey, man, did you ever get a chance to go to the doctor? I just need to know if I need to go because I was really broke at the time. I didn't want to go spend $800 at a doctor, you know, because you got to go to a regular doctor, get referred, and you got to pay that specialist. And, you know, so, um, oh, I'll hit you back in a little bit, man. I'll call you. He doesn't. So I see him in person a month later. I'm like, hey, dude, are you, were you ever going to call me back? Remember I told you I got double vision in my eye and I'm like really worried about it, like losing my eyesight. Like, what are they they're telling you? Hey, man, I'll, I'll call you in five minutes, man. Give me a second. He walks away from me in Vegas. Dude, I swear I'll call you in five minutes and explain. Never called me back, wouldn't return the calls or whatever. And I'm like, it could do the same thing I told you about when uh, I hit Rogan up. I text him. I'm like, hey, and I, I haven't bothered Joe Rogan one time since 2010. Like, I don't. I don't bother him. I don't like, you know what I mean? Even when I was out there with you, you're like, hey, did you see Joe's here at the club? I was like, yeah, but I don't want to be another person up to him. Hey, can I get a picture? You know, like I don't, because I've known, I've known him kind of since 2005, like through, you know, the underground forum. He knew who I was and, you know, this and that. And we chat on there every now and then. Chat it sounded really gay. Um, but um, so um, I text him. I'm like, hey, man, sorry to bother you, but I heard you talking about your mom going to get stem cells in Columbia. Can you please tell me? what place she went to and just verify, you know, how much it was. Like you'll probably know approximately how much it costs. I don't want to get taken advantage of. He sends me back a, one of my texts, like an eight page text, none of which answers any question I had. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, cool, dude, that's awesome, man. That's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hey, anyway, can you tell me how much that was and what doctor she went to? Like ask the questions yeah. again. And then he reads it and then doesn't respond. And I'm like, I just explained to him, that I, like my back is ruining my life. Like I'm ready to, you know, start shopping for nooses and rickety stools on Amazon, you know, or whatever. Like I, dude, I really could use your help. I don't want you to pay for it. Just keep telling me where she went, how much it was, no response. And I'm just like, all right, dude. Like if, I can't think of anyone, even if it, one of my enemies hit me up and said that I'd be like, yeah, it was this doctor, you know what I mean? Or whatever this much, but it was just uh, the best was Dana White. When he told me about the doctor in Germany, um, I, he said, yeah, I've been there five times. I said, Hey, Dana, um, you know how much they charge you just by any chance? He's like, oh, no idea. Like for this treatment I was going to get. And I said, do you have any idea? He goes, I couldn't tell you, buddy. And I'm like, uh, how, how nice would it be to have so much money? You go to a doctor four or five times and don't know. I said, was it like a hundred grand or five grand? No clue. You know, I'm like, that is awesome. That is awesome that you have that much money that you didn't even think to ask how much it was, you know, but uh, yeah, he was one that got me in there. They actually, they weren't going to see me. They wanted like 18 months, like on a waiting list. And uh, I hit Dane up. He said, let me make a call or whatever. And they hit me up. Hey, we can get you in next week if you want, you know, just whenever. So that was, uh, that was well, the, the first main, time. Oh, the main event last week, it was Cyril Gone uh, fought. Uh, and yeah, so I guess Gone won, right? Like I so was, The other guy didn't show up. I mean, the other really? guy looked like he was there for a beating. I, maybe he got hurt early. The other guy was good. Speed back. It was who, good. who on our show, who, what guest called that? When one of the guests we had on said uh, 
He said he's going to be too slow. He doesn't have any head movement. He's going to get pieced up by God. That's one of the two guys that you had on said that. I don't remember. Uh, well, whoever was was that was one hundred percent right. It was right. Not even close. It was the guy. Just something happened to that guy where he was not the same fighter. He got either guy. He got hurt early or something. So tonight in a uh, bare knuckle MMA, you guys hear about this? I it's, did not. It's Verdum versus Dos Santos. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I knew about that. I didn't know it was tonight though. And have you seen how Verdum looks? Yes. No, you mean Dos Santos? No, how Verdum looks. No, I, all I saw was Dos Santos looking like he got on uh, Alistair Overeem's horse meat diet. Yeah, and now Verdum looks like he also. This is uh, Verdum right here. Wait, holy shit. Like, <laughs> what? Dude, they're on a better program than I was. That's impressive. I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? What's crazy is he tagged Correa Bodybuilder as his first <laughs> his first tag on that. Like, well, no doubt that's who you're getting. That's who you're getting your supplements from is Correa Bodybuilder, I guess. Um, I mean, dude, wouldn't it be great if they would just stop the drug test? They don't test the NFL. Actually, they do test the NFL, but they let you know nine months ahead of time. By the way, you have a random drug screen near Christmas, like, and they're saying that in March. How is that? How is that random? I, I've talked to several NFL players. I'm like, dude, how do you guys? I don't want to say any of their names, but uh, I was uh, this place I go on vacation at down uh, in Pensacola Beach. There's a uh, something called the Andrews Institute down there, where a bunch of players go to rehab, a bunch of NFL players. So every time we go to this resort, there's five or six NFL guys there. Like my son told me, Dad, I think that's RG three. You know, like he saw him. I was like, dude, I don't think so. Because no, it really is. Like when he was little, you know, yeah. um, like the two seasons he played in the NFL, but. I was talking to a guy that uh, played for the Patriots and the, it's awesome. Him and another guy that played for the Cowboys. They were in the sauna and I asked him who they played for. And I could tell they were like, like, like who's this civilian talking to us, you know, or whatever. And then I said, Oh, you have Arthur Jones was on your team. Right. I said, yeah. I said, I, uh, I know his brother a little bit, John Jones. I fought in UFC. Then all of a sudden they were on my nuts. I do. You fought in UFC. I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, that's cool. And then he uh, told me that John Jones was gay, like, which I thought was awesome. But uh, he said that. Yeah, he said, you know, John Jones and his brother, they're both a little funny, right? And I was like, oh, uh, wow. I didn't know what that meant. He said, yeah. They're calling like, you this while naked in a steamer? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're like, what would you think about something like that? You know, just feeling me out? No, they didn't say that. But um, I said, I do have a question for you, dude. How in the world do you guys t pass your steroids test? I said, because he said, Psh. he said, it's hard when you know nine months ahead of time. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? He said, dude, they, they let us know the team, I guess one of the assistant coaches would be like, or whatever, or the, I don't know, one of the guys. Be like, hey, you've got a random drug screen coming up. They test like three players a year, and they tell them, they, and they test like the punter. You know what I mean? Like stuff that they know the guys that aren't going to test positive. You know what I mean? Like the kicker, the punter, or whatever. And uh, but yeah, and then we had to talk about what all they took and what, how much they were. Running it's like it's like I, I I worked for a cruise ship, and they were testing for weed, but they were only testing like <laughs> like ninety year old female right. grandma comedians. Like she kept getting tested every single time. <laughs> they said they were before they were testing they were testing comedians for performance enhancing drugs <laughs> this guy's too funny he can't be natural he's got to be on something by the way have you seen sean strickland when he fought the when he sparred the guy in the crowd uh yeah that was a little rough I, <laughs> that was, I was kind of amazed that he was uh doing something like that he could have got cut i mean probably not but he could have got hurt or cut i mean what is so he picks this guy in the crowd the guy's got a Tiger Muay Thai. It'll be funny. We'll be very safe. He has no idea who this guy is. Makes he the biggest, baddest dude he could find, obviously. Yeah, he was hitting way too hard. <laughs> is but like, he not afraid would... to get sued? Like... Ugh.
He's letting him hit him. And what if the guy just connected on like, at like or what if he got cut? What if that glove cut him? You know, like anything. Could, oh man. If Ken Shamrock can get cut warming up before a fight, you can get cut playing around like that, you know? <laughs> he was practicing his pro wrestling, looking to the crowd for approval. Like, should I hit him? And then he throws a sucker punch and smokes him in the face. That, by the way, I, I met some guy who was promoting that Elite XE event who said that Shamrock wanted more money. And they said, no. I heard that. Yeah. That he said, he, yeah. And then they were like, we're not giving you more. And he's like, okay, then I won't fight at all, which makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't get paid at all then. Like, uh, and then they, and then they came out and then he came out with a cut on his eye that they said was like a freshly sliced razor blade. Cut. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. It was fucking crazy. It, who knows? It's a, it's a, I don't know what he thought his plan was. Like, like I'm not going to fight or I'll just have cut, but then don't you not get any of your money at all? Like if they, if they say no, like I understand the play, like why he would do that, but you try it. And if they say no, be like, ah, just kidding. You know, like, uh, you know, like you can't, you can't just turn around. And be like, well, I won't fight then. Like, okay. And I'm going to cut myself. So I can't fight if they, I, I don't know. That's strange. Strange to me, man. By the way, we had Jared, the monkey God Brooks thing. And he goes, yeah, man, I can't wait to do your show tomorrow. And then he hasn't read. I uh, can't wait," he said. "I'll send you a link tomorrow. Can't wait." And then he didn't write it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't read it, so. Apparently, he can wait. Yeah. he can wait to do it till next uh, time. He fought at one of my shows. I heard he was really, really good, which is weird for like a guy that small. You know, yeah. like somebody, dude, this dude's badass. And I didn't know what weight he was. He was fighting one of my shows. And he came in like he was very small. But uh, now he'll come on. Now I said that. But uh, yeah, he beat the hell out of some poor kid. I got to fight him. It was uh, like he's killed. like twenty and two. He's a fucking great fighter. Uh, I think yeah, he walks around like at one hundred and five pounds. I think is the problem. Like he is, he's really small. And I think he's fighting up at one twenty five. I think he's still too small to fight at one twenty five. You know, but I mean, he's really, really good. And I wanted to have him on the show, uh, but you know, there's always next week, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so tomorrow, Adesanya. One fighter missed by almost four pounds. They just said um, tomorrow's fight. So who who missed weight? Uh, those two may wait. Who missed? It was one of the Australian guys, I think, which is crazy because uh, he had a chance to fight. Probably his own, only chance ever to fight in front of his home country. Shane Young missed by five pounds. Is he Australian? Uh, I thought it was one of the Australian guys that missed. I don't, I don't know. I, I know that. Uh, I think Cal Cannoneer also missed weight. Oh, he. Definitely, oh, actually, he made weight. As a backup for the middleweight championship, man, um, that uh, it's crazy when they have guys come and then make weight when they're not fighting. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah I don't know why they don't just put them on the same card. Like, like have like I think that's what would make more sense than paying a backup fighter. Wouldn't it be to have like another guy, like two guys at the same weight that both would be good matchups for the replacement? You know, I mean, in case something happens, it would seem like instead of just paying a third guy to be there. Well, what did they do? Wasn't there a backup fighter who didn't make weight too? Am I crazy? Wasn't there a guy that didn't make the I weight? I think there was, but what do they get paid? Like, do they get paid? Like, well, I know if uh, if if what's his name, Stephen Thompson, doesn't even get his show money when he does make weight. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what a backup fighter makes. Uh, yeah, when they make weight, I don't know that. Uh, be a great gig as a backup fighter. You never fight. You just go. Keep God, you got to be hoping you don't have to fight. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to get paid if I. You probably get paid close to the same whether you fight or not. So you got to be hoping that they. Uh, yeah. That's what I was telling Mitch Rowe, and I was giving him a hard time when Stefan Struve passed out before their fight. 
and he couldn't fight. Mitron was acting disappointed for the cameras. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm sure you were real disappointed. You were getting your show and win and didn't have to fight. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm sure you were like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Like, it's uh, anybody can say whatever they want, dude. Any fighter, given that opportunity, if they're honest with themselves, you can have your show and win and not fight or only your show money guaranteed and fight. Which Wait, one are they the funniest is when Mitrion flew you out to Vegas to spar with him. And dude, then, yeah, flew me out on my credit card. And then didn't pick you up for the whole week. Uh, no, five days I was out there. I didn't see him one time. Like he was going to, he had a place for me to stay. He was going to cover my food, cover my flight. And uh, he, uh, I didn't see him one time. So I just took a five day trip to Vegas for no reason. Oh um, God. Yeah. It was by the fourth day. He was like, dude, okay, I'm ready. Really today. I said, forget it, dude. I'm not, uh, I, I've wasted four days out here staying at the Wynn hotel at two seventy nine a night. You know what I mean? Plus $30 or $50 for internet, whatever they're, uh, yeah. I love their little scams. The room is $28, but the resort fee is $3.99 a night. Like, wait a minute. What? Like, what? The resort fee is more than the room? Like, I don't understand. What's going on? Like, Dude, I, I, I remember I did a show for E back a long time ago called Party at the Palms. And I, at that time, I was like negative $900 in my account. And, right. <laughs> and they flew me to, they flew me to Vegas. And I didn't, they're like, oh, I didn't know you needed a credit card to stay in a place. So I flew in a limo. <laughs> And didn't have a credit card that worked for the place. Luckily, I, somebody called in a friend of mine. And let me use the credit. I, 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 like they gave me a. Li I flew in. They gave me a limo from the whatever, and I and I had negative nine hundred. Like right. no business. Yeah. Dude, then then I did a gig in Vegas one time. I was selling T-shirts afterwards. This is at the Strat, and a lady in a wheelchair rolled by. Like it was like outside the show, but the, the people could walk by and stole like ten T-shirts, and then just rolled away with them. And then someone's like, dude, that lady stole your shirt. So I had to run after her and take my shirts back. And then people thought I was robbing a fucking old lady. Like, right. phones out and shit. Like, that guy just stole that shirt from that old lady. And one of them <laughs> he put on her. So I'm like, you can have that one. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. What was her excuse? Just needed some shirts, apparently? Yeah, they were like, don't, they're like, putting out does not make you a slut, makes you a team player. Like, not even a shirt that you'd ever want to wear. Like, I don't think she wanted to right. wear Anyway, so that's amazing. That's awesome. You have the best stuff happen to you. Uh, dude. I always have, people always think my stories are made up, like that story we told about the Post Malone concert. I've had a bunch of people say that's all bullshit. I'm like, oh. who would make that up, dude? Like, who in the world would make that up? Like, why yeah. would I? Why would I come up with that? Hold on one second. I'm gonna flip my fan on here about 100 degrees and sort of. Uh. Don Fry is the best. He's like, I can't make it that day. He's just now telling you he can't make it. No, no, he didn't get back to me, and I, I, I texted him to write the right link too. I actually texted him. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, the best when when I, when he was in the hospital, and I had all these people, like I had every fighter in the world, like send them like, "We love you, Don Fry." And Andrea Lee was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know you're such a big inspiration. Like, thank you so much." Uh, here's a picture of me and you when I first started, and it was her and Dan Severn. <laughs> That's awesome. And then he writes, typical blonde. <laughs> Dan Severn, you know, like Tank Abbott used to always say he looked just like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And I, uh, I'm i usually like, I'm usually an expert at picking out what retarded version of a celebrity someone looks like or special, whatever you call it. But I never saw that. I never paid attention. But I saw him the other day that I was watching one of the old fights. I was like, holy shit, he looks like Freddie Mercury. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did somebody say that? I had to look it up. And sure enough, Tank Abbott had said that. He goes, I think I'm fighting Freddie Mercury at the next event. Dude, I got to stop hanging out with you because I was on stage and I was like, you look like the retarded version of whatever. And then everyone just stared at me. <laughs> like, And I'm like, I can't say that. Like, like, I, like you can't. <laughs> shit that remember, like you remember when Norm McDonald got in trouble for saying that? So he went on a, 
He oh, went on yeah. Howard Stern and he intentionally said, he acted like he didn't know, but he goes, you would have to have Down syndrome to believe that and acted like he was being politically correct. And he was like, I don't understand why everybody's upset. I used the, I used the right term, you know, like it's, uh, but he knew exactly what he was doing. He said it like nine times. The Down yeah, syndrome. that's what, uh, he kept saying Down syndrome and then people with Down syndrome got mad at him. Like he had to apologize to them. Yeah. And, 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 uh, who, there's something the other day, man, there's a show. Have you seen, I saw an advertisement show something like, it's called like what's going downs or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it's like, are down and out and it's all people with down syndrome. I was like, dude, what is like, what doesn't that seem a little bit, uh, that seems more, that seems more, uh, offensive to me than, uh, than saying retarded. If you're saying like, they had, down, the, little, they had, the, they had the little people bachelor at one point, they had like a bachelor with all little people and people got so angry. It lasted one season. Yeah. They had the little people, dude. That's like uh, when I hung out, I was on tour with Brad Williams for a while and he would always tell me that he always like, whenever we go into place in public, little kids would always just point to him and start following him around because they yeah. were confused because it was like a reg, it was like a, I don't know, a person with a, a face that looks like he's 37 <laughs> on a, a little right. body and they, and little kids didn't know how they're like, they would just yank at their parents like, and just start following them around. And I felt bad because they were not like uh you know, like like with my daughter, my, when my daughter saw a comic, this guy, Nick Navicki, she's like, Daddy, how come he has a little body? And I'm like, oh, you know, Violet, people come in all shapes and sizes. You know, that that's what I mm -hmm. that's what I said, you know, like just trying to put it in the most, you know, politically correct or just, you know, way right. to say it. Um, all right. So Israel. Out of she saw Britain Shaw perform. She's like, Daddy, how come he has no punchlines? And you're like, oh, comedians come in all different sizes and shapes and. Levels are funny. Yeah. Uh, Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. Uh, this week, I don't think, I can't see a big path of victory for Sean Strickland, but I kind of hope he wins. Even though I hung out with Israel, he's like really nice guy and like makes everyone feel like they're special and important and that's awesome. And He Sean makes midgets feel like they're regular people. Is that what you're saying? Sean Strickland winning the belt. Would be hilarious because he would. <laughs> Can you imagine the UFC's PR department? Like, oh god, here we go. Oh, that—that's what Dana so said the other day. He goes, "Hell, he's a real beauty. <laughs> he's a real dude." I, the stuff he says, they used to get on me all the time, mad at me. I'm like, he said things I would never say. You know, oh, like yeah. someone put on a Twitter the other day. They said, "You walk so Sean Strickland could run, or whatever, something like that." You know, whatever. But it. Uh, they were like, hey, you remind me of this guy. That's what I think I told you when my son told me, have you heard this guy, Andrew Tate? You guys sound just alike, like in your interview stuff you say. And the first thing, the first thing I see is Andrew Tate talking about how women are stupid. And like, you know, uh, this, like, gosh, I hope I don't sound like that guy, you know, or whatever. But then I. It was uh, actually because I invited him to my show. I'm like, hey, Strickland, I'll come to my show. Uh, you know, comps on me for you and your friends. He goes, no, I'm going to pay. Like, he's actually, like, a good dude. Like He, he reminds me of Bill Lambeer. Like, he reminds you of all of Bill Lambeer when he talks. Like, he reminds me of, like, I was sitting there thinking, like, dude, did you play for the Pistons in the 80s? Because that's who he reminds me of when he, his face and everything looks like him. Uh, but he he needs like to get whatever's in his throat like out. Like, he's got something in his throat. I, I think that's how Don Fry needs to talk to him. Tell him that's how it starts. Because when he talks, he's like, rah, rah, like, he sounds like, dude, clear your throat. Like, because it's eventually, it doesn't go away. But I'll tell you what, though. There, this fight's tomorrow. They've done no promotion for this fight. No, like I mean, yeah, I, think, I didn't even realize it was till tomorrow till you said that because I was thinking, well, they're in Australia, so it makes sense that it's a day ahead of time, I guess. But I think because maybe the Australia the the gate is so big 
that they just care about the gate on this one. But a pretty shitty card, really, too, man. If you look at it, I don't, I don't really, I know about four of the fighters on there, including Strickland and Adesanya. So you know, Ty Tavos, Ty Tavos. Yeah, I know him and the Russian guy he's fighting Volkov, I guess, right? Yeah, and I think that Tavas is going to win uh, on this one. And then you know, I would say so. Yeah. I think Tafa's going to win. They got a guy that lost to Greg Hardy, who's fighting Junior Tafa, uh, a guy who's been knocked. This guy, this guy, Austin Lane is fighting Tafa. Tafa's a knockout artist, and Austin Lane has been pretty much like knocked is out. He an artist of getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much knocked out like four of the last five fights or something. Some kind of stupid like. They just want the guys to cheer in the crowd. It looks like yeah. they just, they're just hoping. That they, and then um, Tyson Pedro, who's also, that dude's a monster. It's not like they're just setting guys up. And then they got, a, the undercard looks, yeah. I mean, the guy who looks like Kelvin Gastelum is that Nazrat versus Landon. I don't know, Jamie Malarkey versus McDessie. I don't know how old McDessie is. He's got to be at like 50. Uh, Blood Diamond is on the card. Um, yeah, this is a weird card. Cause they didn't have, I, strange. It's a lot of, I know local, I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's big one. Do you know how big the arena is over there? Maybe they're like in a 60,000 seat arena and they're just trying to do all local fights or something, man, or local fighters. I don't know. That's, uh, it's, dude, it's, I hope that, I mean, I don't wish anything bad on UFC, but I, I hope they get their matchmaking figured out, dude, because this stuff, of it's become like boxing where there's one or two fights you want to see and that's it, man. Like, it's like their whole card is filled with, and that, not that those guys can't fight, but who's going to pay for that? I'm not going to pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not paying to watch one fight, you know, like, uh, Certainly not when I have a good friend who sends me links all the time, like high quality HD links. Uh, I forwarded that to somebody that said, this is better than the pay-per-view quality. Like that's what somebody said, that link I sent him. And I was like, I don't think that's true, but it is a pretty good quality link. So. Dude, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that card, yeah, that card's not great, but at the same time, it's just becoming more and more, dude. A bunch of, a bunch of guys making 10 and 10 or eight and eight or whatever they make now, like it's 90% of the card and they have, one fight they care about, but I think that the deal is with the. I heard that ESPN has to pay them as if they get five hundred thousand pay per view buys on every event. You know, so as long as as long as they do what would be equivalent five hundred thousand pay per view buys, there's no reason for them to do more. You know, so you might as well spread out the, uh, you know, spread out the talent. I guess because uh, if ESPN's happy with it, why why make it bigger than it needs to be? I guess. But like I used to watch every single event on every single card on every yeah. single thing. But I mean, when you have a kid and you get married. Like I, I don't watch the contender really anymore. Like I, I don't really watch a PFL. Like I'll watch it if I know the person. Right. Uh, um. And then Bellator barely. You know, like I used to. It just because then you got guys that you that you like that are now in BKFC. Right. Like you know, I'm. I can't watch Emma. No, Masvidal's. You know, MMA. Even though I, I like the guys that are fighting in it, it's just it's too much. It's just right. Um, and then you got these boxing matches. Some of them are good. Some of them are insane. I mean, grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it. Okay. If I'm going to bet, I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now bet on an app that's safe, secure, 
and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay. Visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay. Your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable and bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. Jake Paul, you know, cards, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's, it's a lot. It, it, it no, happens. I have an idea for it. No, I could never get anybody to invest in it, shockingly. Um, but uh, I always said if you did, it's kind of what Jake Paul's doing a little bit. If you did everything the WWE does but make the fights real, you know what I mean? Like So like have the characters, have the pageantry, have everything, the real-life beefs and all that and do that, but make the fights real. Like if The Rock was actually going to fight Batista in a real fight, wouldn't you watch that? Especially if they were talking trash, even if the storylines were made up, if they actually were going to fight. kind of what like Pride did? Kind of Pride? Yeah, like similar, yeah. But it's a, I always said just copy the WWE's blueprint, but make the fights real. And as long as it's evenly matched, it doesn't matter how skilled the fighters are. You know what I mean? Like if it's evenly matched, you can like, they. everybody was talking about when, uh, what's his name? Michael Bisping fought uh, Mayhem Miller how terrible they both looked. I was like, but it was a pretty evenly matched fight, you know what I mean, or whatever. So you can't, like, you know, you can't be mad about it because it isn't like it was, you know, like one guy was terrible and one guy was awesome. They well, no, were both the first bad. Round, they just killed him. Um, yeah, I did. I don't, all I remember is they were saying that Mayhem's stand-up looked terrible. I'm like, well, he's not a stand-up guy. So that's... Uh, I mean, know. I just know that he was in Vegas and I'm like, are you training? He was smoking weed every day and partying yeah. in Vegas. And I'm like, bro, you have, you have so many... You know, speaking of which, I heard he got arrested again last week. I haven't seen Mayhem since he got out of jail the last time. I just haven't seen him. I talked to him on the phone, and I don't understand. Like, I know that for me personally, if I went to jail once, yeah. I, I don't have to go to jail to know that I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, no, it's weird. Is he's a he's a pretty bright guy, man. When you talk to him, like he's it's not like he's some idiot, you know, or whatever. I'm sure he's got some brain trauma, which doesn't help, you know. But um, I think when you mix like steroids, alcohol. Yeah. Cocaine, drugs, pills. Yeah. We're crazy to begin with. That's never uh... when your dad. I mean, not to make excuses for him because I don't. No excuses for what he's done. But like one of those is bad, or can make you a little nuts. But then when you start, right. it's like it's it combusts. It fucking combusts, and then you get the baronies and the mayhems, and on top of just you know no bad decision making and. You know, lack of support system. Um, yeah, well, that's the problem. It's a lot of the guys came into the UFC. They didn't have a support system when they got in. They for sure don't have one when they leave. You know, once it's once the show's over or whatever. You know, like it's. Uh, I was glad that I didn't get in. I kind of wish now I hadn't done it at all. Sometimes, but um, with my injuries and stuff. But um, I, I look back or whatever. Like, thank God that came to me when I was in my 30s and not my 20s. Because there's no telling. You know, like I could have bought into the bullshit or who knows what I would have been doing. You know, in the 20s, like doing that. You know, but I was already. I was already grown and old enough to know um, 
it's, I guess, like now it'd be like if you were in the position you were in when you were 20, it probably wouldn't be the best, you know, the best mix as now that you're older and smarter and know to avoid the pitfalls, you know, and stuff. It used that, to be like, you know. I, I used to go to comedy shows and I'd be on Tinder before the show and, and Bumble after the show. All I'd be looking to is like lining up the chicks afterwards. Now yeah. I'm on like fun things to do with your kid. Like I'm on, <laughs> I'm on every mommy poppins app. I'm on every like LA moms app, anything yeah. like today. I went today, went to Crayola world. My dad's like, how the fuck do you find Crayola world? Um, tomorrow we're going to the aquarium. And then my, cause I got my kid with me in Texas, which is like, Oh really? Yeah. And my, and my, 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 my dad flew in and, um, awesome. but he's dealing with a lot of stress. We have a family member who's like, super sick uh, mentally sick and yeah it's the whole thing it's, it's just really fucking with my dad like he's got like a pinched nerve now his whole arm is fucked and he's sitting and I, my dad's 77 and he should be dealing with like resting and enjoying his retirement or quasi-retirement instead he's just having to uh, it's really rough anyway but my point is is that uh it's just when you have a kid and you have a family, it does, your priorities change, you know, maybe you're not as wild and you don't have as much fun, but there's also a lot less shit that you get into, you know, oh, dude, and what people call fun. That's what I say all the time. There's not, a, there's not many of my weeks of my life. I would care to live over again. Like I was really not um, like if I could just take an hour here or 20 minutes there. Yeah. But to do the whole thing over again. But uh, one of my fondest memories of my life was when my kids were five and uh, two on the beach the first time uh, my son got to see the ocean. And they were like running, chasing each other back and forth and getting knocked over by waves, which obviously I had to be there to pick them back up so they didn't drown. Yeah. But I remember that moment thinking, man, I, if I could just stay here forever, you know, like I would do that. Whereas uh, some people are like the first time they have a threesome with two strippers, like if I could stay here forever, like dude, that's not I don't know. It might be fun at the time, I guess. But when you're it's young, not what you're going to remember, you know, about life when you get. Dude, I was uh, we 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 were me and my daughter flew Spirit Airlines, and you know, she had the middle seat, but I was thinking about. Then I'm like, you know what? I don't know the person next to next to us, so right. I I gave her the window because just in case, just in case it's right. a creepy guy, I don't want him to sit next to my five year old. You want him to molest you? <laughs> No, yeah. I just in case you're a creepy guy, I want to sit next to him. <laughs> right, right. And luckily, it was a nice woman, you know. But Put your jacket over your lap just in case he's in the mood. But I gave her the window seat anyway. So that way, and not only that, but just she never had a window seat. So, the, right. so every five minutes, I'm trying to sleep. And then she's going, <laughs> Daddy, look, you know, the sun's wow. out, you know? <laughs> And then, I, and then I'm... I, Daddy, look, look, and I'm like, you know, so the whole flight, I, I didn't get one minute of sleep, not one minute. Um, right. On top of the fact I didn't take a sleeping pill because I, I don't want to be on Ambien and like on a four hour flight and have to get off and have to drive because I, right. I had a rental car and the whole thing, um, which, by the way, I, I learned if you use your American Express and you have a rental car, like they'll, if something happens, they'll cover it, but not an SUV. And I learned that the hard well, way because yeah. I'm in South Carolina. And I parked like an asshole. There was a fight. There was a fight I was watching on my phone, and the, the parking lot was empty. When I when I when I came back, I had just like I, everyone had to go around me. That's how bad a parking was. So somebody came put you fucking asshole with a with a key. He keyed up the whole car. Wow. Um, and they American Express would have covered it, but I didn't. But I didn't have. I had it was an SUV, and I didn't know if it was a regular car oh. they would have covered it. And but yeah. they only gave me an SUV because they were out of regular cars. So I was like, I had a whole right. Uh, so technically, it's their fault. That, that, <laughs> like, that's what I tried to explain to them, but they didn't. It was 
And you know, I was I had a rental a, a brand new pickup truck rental because I'm so I'm such a redneck that I get a pickup truck when I get a rental vehicle. But uh, no, I had one. Uh, I just like a bigger vehicle. They didn't have the SUV, so I get a pickup truck. I'm backing out in this parking lot, and I completely hit this concrete pylon. I don't know what I was thinking as I as I turned left, forgot there was a pylon right by the car, so it rips the whole side of the truck up. So I put it back in and I call the rental place. I'm like, yeah, I just came out here in my car. Somebody's hit it like a hit and run. I don't know what's going on. Turns out it doesn't matter if it's a hit and run. You're still responsible, like your insurance or whatever. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. So you're still paying the deductible and you're still, yeah. you know, whatever. And I even try to say, well, I've got the, I think they've got the video here at the hotel. They're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You'll still be responsible uh, regardless. And then if you want to sue that person, then you, you know, can or whatever, if you want to do that. So I was mad that they weren't buying my lie on that it was a hit and run. But I was like, okay, since you're not going to do it, I'll just be honest. I hit a stupid concrete pylon. I just figured it was worth a worth a shot saying it was a hit and run, you know, or whatever. But I ran after I hit it, maybe. But uh, no, it's, um, yeah, they don't. Uh, it's like when I got, in a, a, I flipped my uh, car. I told you on Christmas Eve, you know, got in a real bad car accident. Guy almost hit us head on driving 60 down the middle of a country road. And then it turns out it's still your problem, even if you know, like even if someone does something that causes you to get in a wreck and uh, I'm like, look, I didn't just drive into the woods on my own. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, it's obvious that, uh, you know, like um, I swerved. You can see where I swerved to miss somebody. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's still on your your deductible, your insurance. So Dude, nothing okay. was worse. It's like it was like a Labor Day and there was like nine cars ready to make a turn. And I, I was late. So I went around all of them. Being, it was an asshole move this years ago and tried yeah. to make, tried to like over. And then, of course, a fucking car hits me. Completely my fault. Right. And uh, dude, so I'm like on the side of the road, just like this, like, fuck, you know, I got out. You guys okay? Blah, blah, blah. They were okay. But it was like the cars that were ready to make the turn. It was like eight gay guys on their way to a barbecue, every car. So they all got out of the car and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, you look like shit. And then fucking did the snap. Like, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. You were into an aggressive group of gay guys. Dude, it was like a line of people ready to fucking tell me off and snapping. And I'm just right. like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is just bad, you know. <laughs> I tried to make a Bruce Buffer joke there and I had nothing. I was trying I was trying so hard to come up with anything about Bruce Buffer in a car. I got nothing. Dude, I gotta take it one time for careless driving. Not even like reckless driving and for careless driving. I'm like, come You just on. didn't give a shit. They're like, you can't, you can't drive in that, dude. You're obviously carefree right now. So. One time in Ohio, the guy took, the guy, I got a ticket for speeding or something. And the guy made me follow him to the police station to pay the, to pay it. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, he made you go act like he took me to detention. Follow me to the office, please. I got a. I got one time. I got pulled over. It's a long story as to why I was really upset with good reason. I got pulled over in Wisconsin, going, who knows, 105 and a 55 in the snow, you know, or whatever. I was having a really bad day. I happened to have like 150 thousand dollars cash on me, which is a whole other story. But this cop pulls me over and he comes up and, like I said, I was it was a really rough time in my life. So I was having a really bad day, like life changing bad news, you know. And so. um he comes up and goes, uh, why'd you pass me? And I said, because I was going faster than you. Like, I thought that was kind of funny, you know, or whatever. And he goes, oh, funny guy, joker, jokester, huh? I said, yeah. He goes, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you, since you want to be funny, I'm going to go ahead and give you a reckless driving ticket. And I was like, okay. He said, and you're going to have to pay it now. And I was like, I got to pay it now? Like, how am I doing that? And he was like, uh, yeah, you have to post bond in the state of Wisconsin if you're, you know, if it's reckless driving over 25 miles an hour. And so I decided to, I was dumb then. I was younger. I was like, you take cash and pulled out a brick of hundred of hundred dollar bills, like a big brick of it. I was like, did you take cash? And the guy I saw his face just absolutely hating me. But I looking back now, he could have just shot me and taken the money. Like people will 
People uh, will kill you uh, for ten thousand, let alone yeah. couple hundred. But I thought I was, you know, twenty eight at the time or whatever, twenty seven. I thought I was really showing this cop, like, uh, you know, I mean, so I don't care, I'm rich, it doesn't matter, you know. But uh, yeah, looking back, he could have killed me and taken the money. It would have been a, you know, like uh, he got away with it too, probably. So yeah, it's. Uh, but then the ticket I think was like four hundred eighty five dollars. Uh, and I wasn't, I didn't think it was so funny after that. I was like, dude, and I had to give a credit card. I had to pay it right then. And then if you want to come back and go to court and fight for your money, like I'm going to go all the way back to Wisconsin land of ugly people as we <laughs> established a couple of weeks ago. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to drive eight hours back to go to court in two months to get my, to get uh, my money. Um, but yeah, I think it's like 485 bucks for reckless driving. It's crazy, man. Uh, but I was driving recklessly. So. I got another one of those red light tickets. Same fucking red light. I'm avoiding the street for $500 last week. $500 ticket. And then plus... Golly, man. It's, it's amazing that I can run his car through your through your garage and have less consequences than you running a red light. Like, it, it doesn't... Uh, it wasn't even red light. It was a... It was a... Um, it was a rolling stop. Like, I made a right-up right. red. But I didn't come to a complete stop. I just kind of slowed down and made the right. Uh, it wasn't... Yeah, dude. They're like, sir, you were two miles away from being careless. <laughs> Like that was almost a careless driving charge. Dude, I one time I got pulled over and I had all these like I did a, a military tour, so I figured there's a chance the cop was in the military. Right. So I like put on the hat and said like US Armed Forces. And I'm like, oh, I just got back from a military tour for the troops. The guy was not buying it at all. Like he was <laughs> I tried to mention Dude, I hope you save some money for your four hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> Dude, I was telling somebody, somebody the story about one time I bombed so bad, the guy pulled me over for doing something. I'm like, I'm sorry. I did a show. Nobody laughed. Fucking, it was the worst. I got heckled. And the guy went from giving me a ticket to giving me a pep talk to keep going in comedy. That's you know, awesome, man. Comedy's hard. Like, his cousin does it, and he sucks. And like, I had a guy that pulled me over when I was – I had just gotten my license, and I did the same thing, kind of like a rolling stop, but a little bit more reckless than a rolling stop. Um, dare I say careless. But, no, I uh, yeah, I, I came to a rolling stop. I pulled out, and this cop pulled me over. I only had a license for, like, two weeks at this point, and, man, he went off on me. It was like, you know, you're going to lose your license, blah, 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 all this and that. And I was just sitting there like, dude, I my dad told me if I got a ticket, he was taking my car and my license away. And it was only like a $1,500 car. So it wasn't much of a loss on that. But uh, I was so excited to have my license. And then like first of my friends to have it, you know, that I went to school with, they never didn't have any money. They rolled up and they couldn't get a car. And uh, I thought he was going to literally give me a reckless driving thing. And he goes, now think about that next time you do that. Get the hell out of here. Oh, just walk away. Awesome. Like yeah. he just, he didn't give me any ticket or anything. And it was reckless what I did, you know. But uh, I, after that, I really did like. I appreciated that he didn't try to ruin my driving privileges. But uh, I didn't like the. I didn't like him going off on me for five minutes. While I had you sit there and talk about how I'm an idiot and I think I know it all. And I'm young. I'm like, dude. Like even my parents don't say this stuff to me. Like going off on me. You don't know me. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, I was like, I've, I've seen kids. I've scraped kids like you up off the pavement. Uh, you know, pulling that kind of shit. Blah blah blah. But he uh, he went off on me. And then he goes, yeah. And he said, now get the hell out of here. I was like. Just pure relief, you know what I mean? Like when he walked away, because I thought I was gonna have to explain to my dad, I was gonna have to, you know. Um, oh, that's the no. The worst part, cop goes, "You're gonna be all right because you're gonna live to see another day." I'm like, "Oh, come on, man!" Like, <laughs> you can live to tell another joke another day. But you could tell he must have been. He probably had either struggled as a comedian or thought about doing it. And he was like, "I respect this guy having the balls to do it." It's a, no. The different time the guy told me I was gonna be all right. Like I thought I was getting out of the ticket, and he goes, "Cause you're gonna live to see another day." And still gave oh, me. Oh, well, he still gave you a ticket? No, not that guy. A different guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, oh man, yeah. That I remember when I was on Last Comic Standing, they were like, they called you up for a background check. They're like, do you have any felonies? I'm like, no, I got a couple speeding they're like yes you do like they knew all of them they just <laughs> have you ever ran a school with a football team that didn't exist 
Sorry, we learned the hard way on this one time. So it's like uh, maybe they should ask that. Dude, you got to see that documentary. It, it's I'm watching it for sure. Yeah, it, I'm watching it tonight. You're going to hate the guy. You're going to fucking hate the guy. Um, dude, there was a guy before we leave that um, he proposed to his girlfriend by, by some kind of he like, his friend was a cop and he like knew and he and the cop gave him his uniform and then he went to give the girl a speedy ticket and it was the boy and he's like you know how fast you're going she's like blah blah and he's like well i just wanted to marry you and, and then like but that could have went terrible can you imagine yeah yeah if she was like what do i have to do to get out of this ticket he'd have been like oh great i guess this didn't go how i planned it, uh, I had a joke about like how I was going to top that and dress up as Al Qaeda and like hijack a plane. <laughs> I told somebody that story about uh, me saying that uh, Zach, uh, what's his name? Zach uh, Cummings. When I agreed on that nuclear sub, when I told the security, the, yeah. the military security, military police that he was part of an international dick smuggling ring and he probably had four or five in his ass at the current moment. The guy wasn't getting the joke. Um, it's like, wait, which one? Like, then he's like, real worried. I was like, oh, God, this is not going, this is not going how I thought. Like, I thought he would think it was funny. He calls over his commanding, his lieutenant or whatever, like, lieutenant, there's something about this, this guy smuggles dicks or something. I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, dude, I was just kidding. And I could feel the eyes of the lady that took us on the tour, like, burning through my soul. Amanda. Like, you're the one that hooked me up with that. I'm pretty sure you're the one that recommended yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that was um, To her. And I wouldn't have sex with her, so she got real mad at me and wouldn't ever have me back. She ended up marrying one of the fighters, had a baby with them. Dude, something. she was she was trying her best every time. I need to talk to you. Like at midnight, and I was like, you need to talk to me. Yeah, you said something today, whatever, come to a room, and it was so obvious what was going on. I was like, dude, I've got a girlfriend, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, or whatever, which I didn't at the time, but I was just like, I, uh, no, no thanks. But uh, I was going to sleep my way to the bottom. Like, that's what, like, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy when you have to sleep with the military leader to get to go on a tour, a charity tour for, like all I'm getting is the per diem. I'm not making any money on this, you know what I mean, or whatever. But it was very obvious to me I wouldn't be invited back unless um, she Harvey Weinstein me or whatever. It's a uh, whatever was going on. But the best was James Krause and the Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, uh, and Zach Cummings. They were all three thinking I was banger. They kept saying stuff. And I was like, I'm really not. Like I wouldn't. Yeah, you went to a room last night. I heard you know blah blah. blah. So she texted me and said I have to talk to you. It's important. You know at midnight. I was like, wait, what? Um, but they really believe. Shana loved you, by the way. Shana talked about. How she, I, I called her Shay Lynn for like the first week of the thing, and she finally goes, "You know, my name is Shana, right?" And I was like, "I thought it was Shay Lynn." She goes, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I, I really thought it was Shay, like Shay Lynn." So um, when I got home, like a week after, I looked on my Facebook, and there was some girl named Shay Lynn Bezler on my oh Facebook my friends, and that's I thought it was like when I see that name, I thought it was her. Like, it, but yeah, I sent her the I sent her the picture. I said I figured out why I was calling you Shay Lynn, and I sent her the picture of the girl's profile saying Shay Lynn Bezler or whatever it was, and that's why I thought it was that. But it's uh, yeah, I heard that uh, James Krause actually put two to one odds on it that I was sleeping with the uh, tour leader. So that was a uh, probably a uh, probably <laughs> the one bet he got wrong. Um, She's killing it right now in WWE, Bezler. Uh, yeah, yeah, she, dude. I actually told her, but I don't want to take credit for it, even though I am. Um, I told her at the time, cause she was telling me how much she always wanted to be a pro wrestler and she only fights because it gets her, you know, closer to, you know, like a WWE thing. I was like, why don't you, I gave her a guy's number that recruits for the WWE. Yeah, I did turn around. I didn't know she was roommates with Ronda Rousey and she didn't need my little contact information. Like, Oh no, I can just have Ronda ask. But as I told her at the time, I said, why don't you quit fighting and go after it? That's what you've always dreamed of. Why don't you do it? And she's like, I don't look like those girls. I don't think I said, I don't like, she's real charming, real cool. Like really? Yeah. I said, I think they would like you, you know, like, uh, 
But yeah, she's a sweetheart, man. She was a really, uh, really nice girl. And she didn't try to sleep with me like the uh, tour. <laughs> that made me, that kind of irritated me, man, because she kept coming up with reasons to be mad at me. Of course, I was giving her plenty of reasons. But uh, I told you the story about when I tried to hand the uh, guy some fruit, right? The colonel. Oh, when someone died? Yeah, someone had yeah. committed. They Well, they had died jerking off, I guess, and hanging themselves. And the, the cop that was there told us that. So I said, how do you know it was suicide or was it suicide? Because he had an orange in his mouth. And I was like, oh, is that is that the that's the test now? Like if they're eating fruit, they're happy, you know? And he goes, no, uh, he said they jerk off and bite into fruit as they. I was like, dude, how low are we going to go? And like, like how, how who did that the first time? Like jerking off while I put the noose on back. Like, let me have some fruit while I do this. You know, like it's a. It's like a Caligula came up with that. Like who? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, the uh, this colonel or ship captain wanted to be choked out, and I was like, I don't want to do it, man. Like he's telling the troops, I'm not afraid. Let one of these guys choke me out. You'll see. You know, I'll take it or whatever. And then uh, James Prowse went to choke him out. And I grabbed the orange. I said, Hey, this will make it better. Like to hand it to him. And ah. It was like a three second pause, and then everybody started cracking up on the boat. Which thank God because it got awkward there for a few seconds. But uh, I had to have a meeting with the tour leader later that night about it. She had to tell me that was inappropriate. Oh God! One day I'll tell you about the fight I got into. If I haven't told you already, that the military had to break it up when I beat up the other comic. <laughs> For once, the U.S. military was breaking up a fight instead of starting yeah, one. Yeah, they broke up a fight between me beating up the other comic. Anyway, that is our podcast today. Sean, you're the best. Have a great weekend. All right, man. See you, Bye. Don. Oh wait, Don would not. Take care, brother.